Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I am Sam. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Sam's just trying to uh, uh, just start the show off with everybody being pissed off. You they know, already you know are. how many people turned off the, the podcast already? A lot. Yes. I Listen, yeah. We're, we'll get into it later, but I just had to throw it out there because I have been taking crap for, for saying something last week. Yeah. It's a weird week last week. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, anyway, t- today's show, since uh, it was a weird week, it was busy. Mm. And it went, we had to throw a, throw a show together, or at least a show topic together, kind of at the last minute because, well, because Amazon, first of all, didn't get my Zombie 2 dvd to me in time you know which is understandable i mean that's do you have it now uh, no i, I don't oh, even geez. have it yet in fact i i put it on my netflix queue and i think because monday was president's day i oh. don't even have that yet oh. so either way you know this this is a good well, you know this is going to be a fun episode mm-hmm. basically we were since sam was out of town too we were limited to whatever movies he had on his ipod right. that we hadn't already done and so, thus the theme of the show, what Sam got on his iPod. That's awesome. What a good idea. I'm glad I can be the, the show topic, like popping my cherry. And, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all about, it's it's all about you, my man. That's great. Dude, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Let me, I went on a trip. I just got off a plane to come record the episode. Mm-hmm. But I, on Monday, when I went out, I was so pissed. I, this guy sat down next to me. And listen, if I don't know, you don't freaking talk to me on the airplane. I just, I don't care about why you're flying. If someone starts out with, so where are you headed? I'm just like, shut the f- up. Cause I don't want to, I don't, I don't care where you're going. I'll smile and I'll be nice and I'll pass your peanuts, but I don't care where you're going. I don't care why you're going. This dude even broke out the phrase. He, he broke out the phrase that colored fella. Now listen, that is a, what? I don't know where you've been and what, what rock you've been living under in Hickville to think that that's okay that you break that out anytime. That is offensive. Well, he figures you're a honky as well. <laughs> I guess. So. Oh, dude, it was, I was just so mad by the I, end of that You know thing. what? I can help you out here. All right. Shave your head, grow goatee in kind of a fuzzy little beard. Yeah. Nobody will talk to you. That's a good idea. Honestly, whenever I go anywhere and people don't, don't talk to me because I, I, I learned, you know what? That I, vibe. I learned a couple of things flying. Though. Oh, let's hear it. Well, the first thing I learned is that not every chick that sits next to you wants to be part of the Mile High Club. <laughs> I, I learned that. <laughs> Probably <laughs> and, the hard way. Oh, yeah. No the hard intended. way. Uh, and then the second thing I learned was that uh, male flight attendants are like the, uh, in a class of their own as far as sex goes. Like you have males, you have females, and you have male flight attendants. Listen, if you're a male flight attendant, you should just unzip your man pouch, take your balls out, Put toothpicks in them and mix them in a martini. Or even better, That's you can probably just use them as earplugs because you don't need them. You don't need them as a male flight attendant. So I apologize oh for anybody gosh, out there. You're so hostile. Listen, I'm so pissed. I just sat and watched this guy and listened to him talk, and I just, oh, man. Yeah, anyways. Do you know what's funny is I just watched snakes on a plane? Because, no, get this, my wife. It was her turn to choose. Uh-huh. I just went and bought a bunch of used flicks for like a bone ninety nine a piece. Right, and one happened to be snakes on a plane, and my wife said, hey, "Let's let, let's watch that." And that had a male that had a male oh. flight attendant, and what thought funny. By the way, that was a really stupid but it funny was, yeah. movie. Yep. You seen it? Uh-huh. That's good. I hadn't seen it till then, but that's funny. You know what? We're we're 
We're we're not angry folks. No, this yeah. is just cathartic to have. And, and the funny thing was, is when I was flying Monday and this douchebag was sitting next to me talking no. the whole time, I was smiling to myself. You don't even know that I'm going to beat the shit out of you in front of tons of people <laughs> over the airwaves and just call you a redneck dumbass. It's it was. Well, awesome. Did you get his name and his number and his address and stuff? No, but he's a DJ. He travels all over the place in Montana, and he does like what do you call karaoke? He does karaoke. Karaoke? No, he calls it karaoke. That's how he kept saying it. <laughs> Maybe it's some completely different and we're the ignorant ones. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Wow. It's, you know, it has been a busy week, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, there have been a lot of, first of all, you want to know why it's been a busy week? Why? Because I've been Twittering so much oh. that I all my free time is gone. What do they call that? Hey, I just tweet. I got a tweet or something. There's actually a terminology I ch- for I it. choose not to use that because oh, okay. it's kind of, you know. You just oh, call it Twitter. Oh my gosh, I just got to check my, but the pro- my phone for my tweets. Yeah, but the problem is, is when you say tw- I've been Twittering, I think of that email we got about the clit Twittering. Twittering, which is okay. <laughs> all right. you know, which is, I, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Nothing. It, it, you, but you turned me on to it, so, so now I'm all, I was all over the place, <laughs> like saying stuff. But I can't, I'm going to have to download an application specifically for Blackberry because I can't do an at reply to people. Right. So I'm, I'll figure that out. But it's right, fun. We'll it's that. cool, it's man. Yep. Go to the site. If you go to cadaverlab.com on the main site, we have links to mine in, in your I saw specific that. I things. saw that. It's awesome. Aren't they on top of it? You are. You know what? Speaking of being on top of it, oh, no. I totally have not done that poll thing yet. I had I had a little problem. You know, the, oh, the, for the imitate oh, Sam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, is is I found this nice flash media player that I could put up there, and I could put them all in line, nice looking, put the name of the person, and then let, let it play right there. But the problem is, is they come in with such poor. I think it's bit rate. I think the bit rate's so poor mm. that, that this that the two flash apps that I tried aren't going to work. Mm. So I figure I don't want to use it just for the ones you know, like for instance, some people create create MP3s for us and send them in. Those ones worked fine, but the ones that came in from the voicemail weren't working with that. But I don't want to put the ones that, that are in, that sent. That where people send us MP3s because then that'd make it a little easier to access in the right. other ones and then that might give them an unfair advantage. But right. I'm going to try to have that done early next week since I'm going to be out of town this week. Cool. So early next week because I figure editing this episode and getting it out is higher mm-hmm. priority than that. Uh, another thing, we uh, have you been up to the Horror Podcasting Network? The page no. you got up there? No. I just want to throw uh, thanks out to Madougal. Because he's been working hard on that. In fact, today on Twitter, he said he's been working on it all freaking day long. And really? Skipped his lunch and stuff. And we appreciate it. And there's all sorts of cool stuff up there. And it's not just us. I mean, we're one little part of the whole thing. It's really great. There are new uh, horror podcasts being actually asking to, to be a part of it, which is kind of hmm. weird to me. you know. And we've actually had to have a vote on a couple. It's really? Kinda, it's kind of dumb. We were just like grandfathered in. They didn't have to vote on us? Well, because we are the bitchy little brothers oh, <laughs> that we sweet. got right in. We were the squeaky wheel. I think what it was is when the idea first came out, it was uh, uh, Corey from the Midnight Podcast and I were, well, he, he kind of mentioned it and, you know, we, mm-hmm. we just talked about it. So, and then we presented it to everybody else. So I think that me happening to be there right when it began got us in without us having to get the scrutiny of our peers. You just said Corey. I love that guy. Yeah, no doubt. I love him. Like a man loves a shower after a nice game of football. Like a man loves a shower with Corey? No. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Like a, like a oh. man loves a nice cold shower after football. Oh, my bad. With After playing with Corey's balls? Uh, not even that. Of <laughs> <laughs> course, listening right now, he's like, oh, my gosh, those two douchebags. I mean, do you know what's funny? What? And I've got to just say this. We got invited to do another award show. Yeah. And... 
I, on the email it says, now listen, we want you guys to be a part of it, but th- you can't do vagina jokes. <laughs> like, they specifically called us out. But I'm like, that's our- can't. He's like, we have a little bit of a dis- different listening audience. What? You're a horror <laughs> podcast. How is that different? Well, well, well listen, okay. He, he taking away our bread and butter, that's fine. We're going to actually have to use our brains to come up with something different and be, you know, I don't know. Oh, I this know. is a test. He didn't say anything about peener jokes. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've got a couple of things that, a uh, couple of notes here that I want to get uh, out before we start up with the voicemails because we got quite a few this week, so we want to bust through those too. Let's see. Talked about the horror podcasting, uh, putting up the poll. Oh, forums. By the way, I want to I thank everybody. We've gotten a lot of new people signing up for mm-hmm. the forums, and we really appreciate it. It's gotten so much fun up there. Talk about another time waster. Oh. For me, but it is so much fun. <laughs> I like to cruise that when I have a minute. I oh, love yeah, it. When absolutely. I'm when I'm out of town, I can't. So for the last few days, I have not been on there because right. I sit in this open area and people walk by. It. What, what's that, Sam? <laughs> so when I'm home in my basement, I I have that up in a different window. Sweet. So it's awesome. Yeah, I've, I love that thing, man. That's so funny. I want to mention one funny post that we got. It's from uh, a member called TTKK. What that means, it, he explained it on the thing, but I can't remember on the on the forum himself. He made up a drinking game for the Cadaver Lab podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's done this for like horror, etc. and uh-huh. whatnot too. But this is funny. Uh, one drink for every time one of us says "kicking the balls." Yeah. One drink for every time Sam doesn't know an iconic horror actor. <laughs> <laughs> one drink for for every wheezy laugh from Sam. <laughs> That's three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, one drink for every t- every mention of Utah. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. We Apparently, we talk about it a lot. We must. Listen, we live there. Yeah. Okay, it's part of our lives. Um, one drink when Sam or Mike goes on a sports rant. <laughs> <laughs> one drink for every movie that's reviewed, which is black and white. Okay. Hmm. One drink for every mention of Vaginjavitis. But he was going to say one drink for every time junk in all its forms is mentioned but then everybody would have a freaking attack and their livers would be gone in three episodes. Uh, but then Cole added one that was I thought was so funny. He said, uh, take a drink every time Mike distances himself from a dumbass horrible remark that Sam just made. Does that happen? Uh, when I was like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Shia LaBeouf, come on. I, I hate that I even know how to pronounce his name now. Cause you, but uh, but that was followed up by one more. Uh, TTKK said, and one drink for every time Mike uses Sam's noobness to cover up one of his own mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a pretty, that's what's going up on the phone. Oh, that's, that's great. That was pretty funny. Um, There's going to be a lot of hammered people out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, okay, just wanted to mention also the Splat Academy Awards are coming up on the Splattercast. We did our... Our uh, little MP3 to present the award for best death scene, and hopefully they respect um, the Second Amendment, which is freedom of speech. Just kidding, I don't know <laughs> if that's second or not. But uh, hey, listen, if you edit my stuff, I'm, I'm going to be mad. Don't edit my shit. They're not going to edit my shit. Uh, let me read a quick thing here. The sh- it's going to be February 23rd. Um, is, is Monday, February 23rd is when they say it's coming out, a.k.a. Splattercast number 119. Uh, the show honors the best of the horror genre had to offer in 2008. Presenters include the B-Movie cast, Bloody Good Horror, Drunken Zombie, the Zombie Chronicles, and James Melzer. Uh, the Midnight Podcast, Yours Truly's, 
Is it yours truly if it's two of us anyways? I don't know. It came from the basement, the Midnight Horror Show, the Obscure 80s Podcast, Motion Picture Massacre, the Sleepy Cast, Just Another Fuzzin' Movie Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, I said that for, uh, uh, we're going to try to change, uh, we're going to try to change the name of JFMP because moral standards just wouldn't allow that. <laughs> He's right. got the little red explicit. He yeah, can say I'm just teasing. Um, let's see, where am I at? Uh, horror movie fans, radio, mail order zombie, horror yearbook, and the cheap and dirty podcast. All right, and lastly, this is the last part of the notes. Today, we are the the tunes we play today are actually we have permission to play them. Really, <laughs> there is a, a guy on the forums named Johnny Sanders. He's actually called into the show before, and uh, he's offered to allow us to play some of his tunes on the show. And so I went and checked him out and. I got. I have like 19 of them now. That's awesome. So we're going to play. Every every song that we play today is by Johnny Sanders. Uh, make sure to visit him at MySpace slash Johnny Sanders. One word. But um, anyway, that's all I've got for uh, the preparation. Cool, man. You want to get right into voicemail? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, hello, Mike and Sam. This is Metal Mikey calling in once more. I figured it's been a while. I haven't really called in. I'm... Now, kind of, sort of caught up with the show. Depends on how quickly you get out the whatever the hell's on Sam's iPod episode 25. But I did a two-episode run today. Well, yesterday into today. And I got to say, I was really impressed with episodes 23 and 24. Now, I, I will admit, I had not seen even one of the movies in episode 23. High out of that lot, as not really highly recommended as it was, I'd probably be more interested in the, oh, whatever the hell it's called, because I'm too lazy to try and remember what it is right now. The, basically the Kung Fu vampire movie. And I don't feel like just because I haven't seen Dracula 2000 that you ruined the ending for me in any way, shape, or possible. I mean, yeah, if you're going to get in technicalities, you did. But at the same time, you know, the designer never really was that strong to see it in the first place. I don't know. Go figure. But 24. Episode 24? Wow. Now, that was a tour de force of Sam's cherry being popped often. And I'm actually very surprised that out of that entire lot, the movie that I liked the most was City of the Living Dead. I'm not going to slag on City of the Living Dead because it is a good Fulci movie, but, you know, it's outside of its really great gore set pieces, I don't know. I just really can't say it's one of my absolute favorite Fulci movies. The story just makes... It's sort of there just to be like, well, we kind of got a story we may have slapped together in about ten minutes. But hey, look, here's a girl throwing up her intestinal tract. That'll pad up the time. Yeah. Uh, but, and, okay, I'm not going to slam Sam. I promise you, Sam, I'm not going to slam on you by not, you're not liking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm a bit disappointed, but you're still cool in my book. I like you. You're definitely good people. Even if you do have issues with it, but I don't know. I personally enjoy the hell out of it. 
Mainly because, like Mike said, it is probably one of the grimiest, grittiest movies I could recall seeing. In fact, I remember the first time I actually rented Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was just so uneasy after having watched it. It really did kind of give me a really nasty feeling after seeing it, and it stuck with me throughout the years. And as for Nosferatu, I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite vampire movies of all time. And it's probably just because of the reason that Count Orlok is not a glamorous vampire figure. He's just an ugly, nasty vampire guy that only just wants to eat. That, that's why I enjoy it so much. There are all the sexy vampires, well, outside of Kate Beckinsale, but, you know, that's sort of screwing in an entirely different definition. And, yeah. This week I put in my input on the episodes. And also, yeah, I'm sorry to say, folks, there is going to be no impersonation of Sam for me because, as you can probably tell, my voice is way too kind of nasally and high-pitched to pull off Sam's ultra-masculine vocal tones. Uh, but, you know, I I would greatly attempt the effort if I was feeling more man up to it, or if I was drunk. Either or. And also, the date's over anyways. I'm sure somebody is probably walking off with their grand prize by now. So, anyways, hope you both are taking it easy, keep up the excellent work, and I will catch up with you again soon. Bye. Hey, Metal Mikey, really appreciate that. I, I got to tell you, listen, I know there were a lot of people surprised that I like City of Living Dead. But, I mean, your logic goes, do you, do you watch porn for any other reason besides the sex? You mean you don't watch it for the storylines? No. You know so what? Why, so with the horror movie, I mean, the gore was awesome. It was spread out well. It was timely. That, I loved it. You know, here, here's the thing. I completely disagree with Sam. I'm going to distance myself from that comment. Everyone take a drink. <laughs> 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 and take it on there because I just wheezed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, dude, Mikey, thank you for emailing us. Or, I mean, voicemailing us. And also, it's good to see you up on Twitter. I, have I talked about Twitter too much today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm an idiot. No, that's great. No, we appreciate it. But, uh, so... Go out and see vampire yeah, movies, go, man. Go see those. You know what? The, the, you know what the thing is? is a lot of people... Uh, I get a lot of... Well, I don't get But I hear a lot of people saying, Yeah, they don't really like vampires. They're not scary, whatever. But the thing is, is and this is, this is kind of how I've always felt about vampires. Yeah, some of them are puss. You know, there's a bunch of different kinds. Some I like better than others. But r- rarely is there a monster with so much mythos behind it. Yeah. You know, in fact, I just uh, the other day I uh, I forgot that I ordered this because sometimes I'll order something off Amazon and just kind of forget and it'll show up and it'll be like <laughs> a nice surprise. But I got the Vampire Encyclopedia. Oh, cool. So, and I'm looking forward to even checking that out. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to tell you they're the most brutal. And I'm not going to tell you that, that they're always but the, they're scary. But there is so much backstory and history to it. So, basically, I just said the anti of what Sam said with, uh, you know, the vampire movie. If they have a good story, I like it. Well, and th- they're so unique. I mean, when do you get... Things, I mean, there's so many different things going on. Do you have vampires, and when they go out in the sun, they burn? Sometimes they turn into, like, shiny diamonds. That kicks what? ass. What are you talking I don't understand at all. Oh, yeah, sure you don't. No, Mike has been reading the Twilight series. I have not been. And the only reason I got that little joke is because Sam. 
Take another drink. <laughs> Hello, Cadaver Lab. My name is Virginia Dentanta, and I am the attorney for a Mr. Foz E. Bear. I'm calling to issue you a cease and desist on using my client's audible likeness on your podcast. I understand that one of your people, a Mr. Sam, sounds exactly like my client, and he would like you to stop sounding like him on the air. Again, my name is Virginia Dentata, and I'm an attorney for Mr. Foz E. Bear. I'm also the attorney for a actor named Shia LaBeouf, whose real name is really Sterling Crystal Gold, and he would like to say thank you for all the kind words you've sent him. Have a nice day, gentlemen. Listen, Virginia Dentata, I've got two words for you. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> First of all, that was three. Second of all, that that voicemail was so <laughs> That was good. That was good. So, uh, you know what? Uh, maybe it wasn't meant to be funny. Maybe that is really Mr. Dentata. Listen, if that was Virginia Dentata, then I've got a Virginia Dentata. <laughs> Take another drink? Yeah. You know what? That, okay. That's funny to us, okay? I, I'll stop saying take right. another drink, okay? Because people know when they're supposed to. Yeah, we yeah we don't need to give you guys the heads up. No. Sounds like a lot of you are, are ready there waiting Because I'll right tell there. you what, they, that's probably the way they get through the show. Because they just <laughs> yeah, no pound it. I got to do my duty. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I was going to dis- distance myself from Shia's comments, but I'm not going no, to. No, we just, just embrace it. Just embrace it. No. Hey, Sam. Sylvester the cat here. Just calling to say you sound silly. That's all. See ya. I got nothing for that. So, so if Sylvester the cat's telling you that you sound silly. Oh, wow. By the way, we're getting a lot of... Um, Cartoon characters? Well, I was going to say celebrities calling, oh. <laughs> calling in, or at least celebrity representation calling nice. this episode. Suffering fuck-a-dash! Hello, Mike and Sam. Corey from the Midnight Podcast again. And as always... It was just really cool what song you played in your last episode, the Tomahawk song. I love Tomahawk. It's one of Mike Patton's probably lesser-known bands, but very cool. I was excited once again to hear awesome music on your show. And I just also wanted to talk about the hitchhiker from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was uh, Ed Neal. And actually, I got to meet him and interview him for the show here a while back, back in October. And he is a super cool guy. He's like crazy. And uh, but very cool. But yeah, that's Ed Neal. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad you guys liked him. And um, yeah, very cool. Speaking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if you want to see a really gross, weird, disturbing parody of it done by the Butthole Surfers, uh, get on YouTube and do a search for Butthole Surfers movie. And it's called the Butthole Surfers Barbecue Movie. It's a parody of Texas Chainsaw and it will weird you out. Later on, guys. Great job, as always. Were we just talking about that guy? Yeah. That guy kicks ass. Listen, Corey, I, I don't know why you feel it necessary to just show us how freaking cool you are. <laughs> that you get interviews with people and we're just oh, sitting here true. in our corner. Yeah. Dude, we know you're awesome. We know you have way more street cred than us. We're making us feel that. No, no that's great. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. That guy was that guy was disturbing in Texas he, Chainsaw. He did so good. He was that guy was weird. Yeah, I mean that's unbelievable to me that that there was a character like that. Well, if, I remember the first time watching it, thinking, I, 
this guy can't be acting because this right. is too screwed up. Well, and if it, I know what uh, if Gilligan did crack, that's exactly <laughs> what he would act like and do and look like. Especially that part when he was out of the car and he was like dancing around there yeah. at the end. Awesome. <laughs> uh, by the way, I know Corey is a big fan of Mike Patton, and I've got to say that that's kind of where I'm at too. I think. Um, who was it? Otter was also a big fan of Mike Patton. When I played some Mr. Bungle a while back, he called in like that. You know what? That guy, he's, do you know him? He's uh, Lead Singer Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, oh, yeah. Tomahawk, and all sorts of other stuff. Uh-huh. Um, Fantomas and all that stuff. And basically, I, I basically buy anything that I hear he's done, and I have a lot. So if you if you want to borrow some I, I need to. Great. I need to. Anyways, uh, yeah, Tomahawk. I saw him one time opening up for Tool, and... Uh, it's like it, it was weird because I'd seen Faith No More before, and Mike Patton he looked the same, but he acted completely different. Hmm. Like his sh- his stage show was it was it was a lot different than I remember seeing him, hmm. you know, uh, before with Faith No More. Did I say Faith No More? You I said. saw him with Tomahawk, right? And then I saw him with Faith No More. Once. Okay, okay, cool. All right. Hey, Mike and Sam, this is Bill from Michigan. Finally got caught up on your podcast. Uh, Listen to the last one today. Congratulations, Sam, on having your cherry popped. And, uh, yeah. Hey, you know what, Sam, even though it's uh, kind of fun to bust your chops about being a noob, you know what, I don't really think you're a noob. But I think it was as cold as shit you said, you know, compared to Mike and a lot of the listeners that you will uh, always be considered the noob, and it's kind of hard to get over. Got a suggestion. I'm just saying I'm not telling you what to do with your show because you guys do excellent anyway. Um you know, you need to get, like, uh, to get rid of your noob status, find a, I don't know, is there, like, a romantic comedy podcast out there? I don't know, some, some you know, teenage girl or some, you know, little emo boy or something that's never seen a horror movie in their life and have them watch, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and have a little segment, you know, ask the noob or what does the noob think, and that way you can actually get rid of that status. Um, but, uh, you know, it would probably only be once that that person would be on because I'm sure the next... Next show, all your listeners would would uh, tear them apart in their uh, in the voicemail, um, and they'd run screaming, crying for the hills. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So, I, hey, I didn't hear my Sam impersonation. Uh, I'm not gonna be a whiny baby and cry about it, but uh, I don't know. Was it that bad? Seriously. Anyway, <laughs> hey, you guys did an excellent job, and uh, just keep up the good work. Later. Bill, I appreciate that uh, vote of confidence about being a noob. And, and honestly, I think I, I really enjoy kind of that playing that uh, that bitch <laughs> uh, because, you know, it, it's an excuse for me to really get into the horror movies. And I go watch a bunch thinking almost like I'm catching up. Yeah. And, it's, and so I really enjoy that, and I have no problems being that. You know what, Sam? On this show, I have never considered you a noob. You, you're the one that said it. No, no, it wasn't. It was, um, it was no place to hide oh, from the right. forums. But I consider you the comedy relief. <laughs> I'm glad I can relieve you. I, what? What? Damn it. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you would take that more as a joke. Oh, no, I did. Because you're like, you should have seen the, the look he, he, he shot over to me across the day. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a fight. Hey, by the way, Bill, on your Sam impression, I sent you an email. I am sorry. I lost it. That I sucks. screwed up. So I don't know. Shoot another one. Because I remember that being funny. Damn it. His was good. Well, I don't. I don't damn it. Anyway, so send it in. Trust me, it's going to be another 
another half of a week, four or five days until I get that yeah. pull, the pull up anyway. And we'll give a special beyond the beyond the deadline to you because uh, it's I, I was a big dumbass. Um, and also, you talked about how we should get a um, you know a, a, an extra noob like an emo boy or a teenage girl. Um, isn't that kind of redundant? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no, that's a good idea. We've actually thought about that. In fact, uh, we're thinking about buying a what do you call it? Like a digital recorder. Digital recorder that you can just take around. You know, Sam, since Sam's so outgoing, I was going to say, and loves to talk to people he you, doesn't know. Listen, but it, I'll, if I had one of those, oh my gosh, Sam's the type would. of dude that if he thinks it'll be funny and you'll give him fifty bucks, he'll eat a spoonful of shit. I, you know what, I was at a. <laughs> Not that I ate shit, but we were sitting around at this new, at this business conference. Sam's a shit eater. And we went in, and they had they had deli sandwiches for lunch. I'm like, who freaking serves deli sandwiches for lunch at a business conference? I can't so we're sitting delicious. there, and they had these bowls of mayonnaise and, and mustard. I'm like, if everybody here gives me 10 bucks, I will eat the bowls. <laughs> exactly. And so I did it, and I, I, I didn't even get the 10 bucks each because I got halfway through, and then I, I just I like was going to throw up, and so I spit it through my teeth, and it was gross. It was oh. disgusting. It was disgusting. So anyways... But yeah, we would have some fun. Like, I'd take it in and ask a, are you going to throw up, dude? That was so gross. Wow. I, I'm, I'd take it in and talk to uh, I can't believe you're drying. Well, that. I just pictured you eating mayonnaise. No, like spooning it like ice cream. It was I disgusting. <laughs> you have to keep that in there. I can't believe you're going to lose it over no, there. No, I'm going to edit that out. It was gross. So, like, it was all creamy and started getting light. Oh, that's, Yeah, that's sick. Anyways, I take a pre. I take that thing in the. I can't. Never mind. It's gone. Yeah, screw you guys too. Uh, it's Justin again. Uh, uh, you know, you guys think it's cold there? We just had the coldest weather in Honolulu ever. It was a record of sixty-one uh, degrees, I think. <laughs> uh, anyways, I just got done with uh, popping. Th- uh, I mean, the episode Popping Sam's Cherry. Yeah. The, what was it? Shadow of a Vampire? Hilarious. It was just uh, how William Defoe was all fidgety. Anyways, uh, I just realized uh, Stephen Thompson from uh, JSNP gives you guys a message. It's so different than when he's talking on his show or he's all intelligent. When he's with you guys, he just... Well, not actually hilarious. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys later. Uh, I was listening to your show, waiting for the next one. Sorry, I can get that out. Uh, all right, bye. Justin, I don't feel bad for you, man. <laughs> I, 61 degrees, I do not feel bad for you at all. I think he was trying to rub it in our face, man. Yeah, I think so, too. Thanks for calling in. We hope you weren't offended because no. we were just giving you some shit. I know. You know? And you're right about Steven. That, it's funny because uh, I listen to his podcast, and that guy knows so much stuff. That is one <laughs> smart dude when it comes to all that, and, and he spans beyond horror, but then he calls our show, and it's, it's, he's hilarious. It's kind of like the Utah Jazz. <laughs> no, they, they play to the skill level of the opposing team. That's right. Yeah. There's a saying for that, isn't it? Uh, go ahead. Well, I couldn't remember. It has something Just say to do what with you think it is. Shit rising to its own level, but I don't really get it. I don't. I can't really visualize that word. Yeah, I, don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know if that's right. Cause that I don't know if no that's sense. right either. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I was going to leave it out until you brought it up. Maybe it's like uh, mayonnaise getting sucked through a. <laughs>
Hey guys, this is Kyle Fubar Sember from uh, Fangoria Message Forum. I'm the mod over there. Uh, caught your show for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago, and I've downloaded all of them. You guys are fucking awesome. Uh, it's nice to hear from some guys into horror movies who don't spend their entire podcast bitching about horror movies. You guys seem to really actually care about what you're doing. Got a couple of movie recommendations for you. First off is a classic Italian film called Porno Holocaust. And if you haven't seen this flick, you really, really need to check it out. It is classic cheese. Um, you can only get it in a subtitled version. You can't get a dubbed version for some reason. But if you can find this flick, check it out. You guys will really dig it. Another one is uh, from the 1980s. It's called Trick or Treat. I'm not talking about the recent Trick or Treat. This one's from the 1980s. And it's got guest appearances in it by uh, Gene Simmons of KISS and a brief appearance by Ozzy Osbourne. You've got to see this flick. It is cheesy as hell. It's all about um, a heavy metal singer who comes back from the dead and wreaks havoc and is just pure, pure schlock. got to check it out. Third schlocky choice for you guys is Evil Tunes. Now, if you're unaware of this movie, get it right now. It is funny as hell. It was made based on the uh, popularity of the uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit movie. Uh, this guy, Fred Olin Ray, thought you know he could make a really cheesy um, animated horror film that uh, had live action in it and only had enough money to get about two or three scenes of animation into the film. It kind of falls apart in the second half, but funny as hell. Check it out. Uh, you guys keep up the good work. Later. Kyle, thanks for calling in, and you are exactly right. If you hey, if you just make fun of horror movies the whole time, you are in the wrong. You are wasting your time doing a podcast. Why? Why would you do that? It's kind of like you got to just love these things for what they are. Yep. Every once in a while, you get a real stinker, horrible crap, but very rare. I mean, you got to love them for what they are. Yeah, the expectation is definitely a little bit different for me because there's that special place in my yeah. heart. By the way, Kyle. As far as those three movies are concerned, I have all three of them, and I have watched all three of them. Um, Porno Holocaust, Trick or Treat, and Evil Tunes. Actually, I don't think I finished Evil Tunes, but... We'll have to do a cheese episode. Um, Trick or Treat, he was mentioning how, uh, you know, we, we talked about this on the forums as well. The dude, the dude that was, you know, in high school, and, and he's in a metal, and, you know, he's all badass. And that was Skippy from Family Ties. In that movie, yeah, really, he was the one. Yeah, that's the one with uh, that where uh, Gene Simmons and Ozzy ah. Osbourne were in it. I think Gene Simmons played like a, I a can't tom. remember, but he, yeah, he played like a janitor or a teacher at a school huh. or some crap like that. But um, but anyway, oh, speaking of uh, movies that lately I've kind of bagged on, uh, what do you think about Friday the Thirteenth? You know, it was it was okay. Yeah, um, it, it was interesting. I you know the one thing I didn't necessarily like and I hope I don't ruin it for people that haven't seen it was that you saw Jason well before he was killing people like, like he didn't jump out anywhere right he was like he, you saw him walking up and then he'd do something I kind of didn't like how you saw him disposing of bodies and, oh, and just yeah. stuff I just kind of whatever but you know the thing is is when I walked out of there I was kind of I was kind of uh, a little bummed about it uh -huh. but the more I think about it and the more I can let go you know some of the traditional Friday the 13th stuff right. you know and just kind of take it on its own, 
And I think it was pretty good. I thought it was. You know, pretty, I'll, I'll take it back. I yeah. mean, I, I will admit to you that when I came out, I was pissed. I was just really. Like, this is this was dumb. Huh. But then I thought about it a little more, like I said, and you know, put it this way: even if I hated it, I'd probably buy the DVD to check out the extras and all that stuff. Just oh, I, I would too. I'm and, a dumb bitch, and, but and that's the that's the thing about it is is, is you know we've seen mm. eight, nine, ten Friday the Thirteenth, Jason, all those times. Right. But I thought they did a pretty good job of encapsulating what the whole series was about. You know, and this is like the first movie where I actually liked Jared Padalecki in it. And he was he, his which guy, which guy he was, was he? he was the guy that, that lost his sister. Oh, okay, he, you know he was you actually the, he was one, the blonde guy. I was going to kill you. The blonde guy was perfect for that role, though, <laughs> dude. You know, I you everyone's known a dude like that. Oh yeah, and everybody hates that that type of right, guy. And right. uh, he did it perfectly. You know what? And there was even an awesome. Uh, uh, water skiing scene. Gotta mm-hmm. love that one. Not to mention the way she does. You know what? I'm kind of pissed off about. Not about the movie, but my contacts were acting up. Oh. So I had to I had to walk out two times to try to fix those. Um, there was some graphic sex in that too. Yeah, like and graphic. I was, was kind of bummed because there wasn't as many as it wasn't as brutal as like yeah. the as like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and stuff like that. I was hoping for that. You know what? But I think I'm going to give it another chance. I think that I was I had my expectations a little too high. I don't know. I bet if we went back and watched it again, we'd really like it. I, I agree with you, just because, I don't know. And it didn't help that every time there was a weed, like a weed reference, all these dudes in the back, oh, 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 my gosh. You know, I, was, I watched it while I was in uh, Arizona, and so it was a whole bunch of teenagers in the right. theater. And it was funny, because there was like 20 minutes of previews. Right. So I was sitting there watching, and I was starting to think, oh, my gosh, where are we going to get to it? This kid in the front goes, where's f- Jason it? <laughs> And everybody started laughing. It was really funny. Hey, Mike and Sam. This is uh, TL Bug from the forums. Uh, I always hate to call and leave voicemails, but I really, really loved episode number 24. Uh, I thought your reviews were great. Uh, Nosferatu is a classic film. Um, I don't really like going with typo negative, um, but uh, personally, I prefer uh, just you know turning the sound down and putting on something of my own accord. Uh, a lot of times, I go with uh, some Bauhaus. Uh, City of the Living Dead, man, what a great movie! I'm so stoked that uh, Sam liked uh, like the Fulci, and I'm excited about next week's episode to hear y'all uh, cover some more films by the uh, Godfather of Gore, uh, and of course Texas Chainsaw. Sam, though. Sam, how could you possibly not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That seems out of the world insane to me. But, uh, you know, to each his own, I suppose. So I just want to call and say great show, guys. Uh, keep it up. Um, loving being on the forums. And uh, uh, that's about it. Bye. Hey, thanks, man. Um, also, everybody, he is the... Uh, he runs a website, the lightningbugslair.blogspot.com. If you go to cadaverlab.com, you'll see a link there. He, he's actually, I don't know if you knew this, but right now we're doing a series of friends of the show stories, and we did his last. Um, also, forgot to mention that, that uh, Dr. Smirnoff is doing uh, a weekly entry for us there. But anyways, yeah, so go go check out his stuff. He, he's got a lot of, um, he, he reviews and talks about a lot of movies that are just, Awesome. And a lot of stuff that I've never even heard of, so go check it out. Yeah, and I've got to say, and I'm just going to, you know, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but on a serious note about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was a weird week last week or something. I I ended up watching Mom and Dad, and it really affected me 
at how disturbing that was. And and so I watched Mom and Dad, and then I actually watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre that same night mm. um, before we knew we were going to do it for the show. And that was the first time I'd watched it. Right. And so then I ended up, we decided we were going to do the show, watched it a couple days later, and it just, because I had been, I'd watched Mom and Dad, and then I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there was some, there was some bias there. And I, I feel, I feel kind of cheated in that this is one of the iconic best horror movies. Right. And, and I ended up kind of getting skewed by watching that well, horrific. Well, yeah, you're right. Because Mom and Dad was definitely not a classic. It was disturbing. And it was, it was I'm not saying it was, it was stupid. Because I've watched all right. of it, but about 15 minutes of it. I, I watch movies in stupid segments mm-hmm. just because I catch it when I can here and there. It's definitely not going to be one where it's going to get the notoriety throughout history mm-hmm. as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that's kind of a bummer. Well, I'm going to put it away, and I'm going to come back to it in a few months and see what it looks like again and see if I like it. But <laughs> it, And so, you know, not an excuse because that's how I felt about it, and right now I still feel the same way, but... Dude, I am... I thought it was cool that you liked City of the Living Dead as much as you did, though. Yeah, I, I You know, it. I love it that much, too. And a lot of people are like, well, that, that was boring, or that was, you know, this and that. Well, and, and like, I went back and watched like, the drill, drill scene again. Uh-huh. And like you said, it actually hits his skin. Yeah, it hits yeah. I don't know how. I Honestly, <laughs> I still need to go look at how they made her eyes bleed. Yeah. I still do not <laughs> understand. It was awesome. You it know what? Good. We must have got this uh, voicemail pretty early in the week because... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry if you're if you're bummed that we're not doing the Lucio Fulci show now, but we're going to do it next week. That's right. It's coming so, up. Yeah. We just had to wait for that last movie. Hey guys, this is Sean Gavarine, uh, Angry Gnome Comics. I just wanted to give you guys a call and say thank you for all the publicity you've been giving me on the show uh, for the regular comics and for the um, heavy metal publication. Plug that a little bit. See if I can get some more. You know people writing in and telling them how good the story was so I can get some more stories in there. Um, yeah, just wanted to say you guys do a great show. I listen to probably nine or ten podcasts regularly, and this is the first time that I've called and left a voicemail for one, so that's got to count for something. And um, next comic that I do that has ad space in the back, I want to put an ad in for you guys. So... I'll talk to one of you, set that up, get a you know, let you know what the sizes are so we can get it all laid out and hopefully I can get some listeners for you and in return for uh helping me out with sales. So all right guys, thanks for the great shows. Talk to you later. Bye. Sean, you're awesome. Yeah, man, that's cool. I really appreciate that and appreciate you up on the forums. You're always piping in with with really good comments <laughs> yep. on there. Basically, Sean, I don't feel like we're doing you a big favor or anything like that. Because I will say that that uh, you sending over that uh, what was it short stack issue number three was really the first time that I had ever read a comic or knew what really I mean I, obviously I knew what a comic was I didn't know what a what a, a graphic novel was or whatever and since then I've bought some of your stuff and I've uh, I really enjoy it I mean I think that you're independent you're struggling to do it I I figured you know what I like it. Why not just mention it? I don't know. And since then, I'll tell you what, I've gotten all the Walking Deads. I've gotten the Buffy Omnibuses. You know, it's like I read those all the time. And I, you know, it's awesome. I, no, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that we're doing you a huge favor. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, we really appreciate what you're doing. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I've got, been put out at all or anything like that. So. Well, and that's the thing about this. And luckily we have a, a forum and a place where we can talk about it. But we don't talk about stuff we don't like. No. There's things that come in, and we're just like, you know, we're not going to talk about that because we just don't care. And believe it or not, yeah, all the time. And yeah. we get stuff all the time like, hey, um, 
you know, I got this thing, and I'll, and I'll usually just be like, listen, I, I mean, I don't mind helping out, but I don't want to just, you know, say, oh, this is awesome, check mm-hmm. it out, without having seen it. Right. I mean, not that I'm so awesome and you have to meet this certain standard, but I don't know. I mean, it's not like we're, I mean, since we're, we're, we do this as a hobby, I don't That's feel right. like we, you know, we need to to do anything for anybody. That's, that's why we just tell it like it is. Yeah, and that's why Sam gets kicked in the balls all every the time. Week. Glug glug glug. Oh yeah, damn it. <laughs> but anyway, no, Sean, you've been you've been a great supporter of the show. We I mean, I don't want to kiss your ass too much, but it's been great, you know. Nice. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up, Sam? It's Stu D from the Obscurious podcast. Uh, I just figured I'd give you guys a shout. Uh, first time calling in. Uh, it's want to say uh i love you guys man you, you guys throw on one of the best shows from i mean right from the get-go uh the reason i'm calling is because a funny thing happened last week when uh we were recording one of our episodes for the obscurities and uh <clears throat> uh i guess jay had to go to the bathroom real quick and we were out here talking and everything and Apparently, uh, uh, he had gotten up and started, you know, messing with his hair or whatever or whatnot. And uh, I guess the toilet sleeve slammed him, slammed down. And that's all I heard. I mean, the door was closed and everything, so all I heard was the door slamming, or the toilet seat falling down. And my immediate reaction was yelling out, saying, Love your junk! I know, it's kind of creepy, you know, but yeah, it's kind of funny. We 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 both got kicked out of it. Uh, so have fun, be good, uh, be excellent, whatever you guys do, and uh, the virus forever. Well, no, you don't want to do that. All right, well, I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. It is good to get a voicemail from the other half of the two sexiest dudes in the world. Yeah, buddy. Stewie D and Jay Emmett. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that was, that was uh, you know what? I mean, you laugh about the love your junk stuff, but I'm going to say it again. It is a big deal. It is. It is a, you know what? It's, Listen, just think about how traumatic that is that he heard the toilets slam down and that's the first thought to go see your Listen, head. That's what you we're gotta be on medication for worry like that. <laughs> we're trying <laughs> Maybe he was. <laughs> but listen, we we're just out to raise awareness and it sounds like we're doing our job. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. At the that. end of the day I feel like every time I mail a bracelet out, I'm like, damn it, I feel good. I thought you were gonna say at the end of the day I feel my balls well, and my balls feel me. It goes without saying. Hey, Mike and Sam, Steven here. And, you know, this week, I think I'm going to take a break from the messages about uh, such hot topics as scrotal leakage um, to address the issue of Sam being a noob. And, you know, just it bothers me, I guess, that it bothers Sam that he's a noob. But um, I look at it this way. Better a noob than a fucking poser. Um, there are so many fucking podcasters out there who claim to be lifelong enthusiasts and they just don't know their shit. And it really kind of gets on my nerves, especially, you know, I don't 
pay attention to the rankings, but especially when they bring it up in their show, how, you know, how fucking great they are. And then you listen to the show and find out they don't, they don't know shit. And it's a little depressing to, but, um, you know, you, you know, fuck you, you're right out there saying, you know, I'm here, I'm eager to fucking learn, I'm enthusiastic about the genre. And I think that's fucking awesome, man. So don't let them give you any shit. And besides, you've done what, about 25 episodes now? And about three or four episodes of, mo- uh, per, three or four movies per episode. You know, so you've, you've got at least, what, 75 genre movies under your belt in the past six, seven months. You know, that's a hell of a lot of fucking movies. Um, one thing I am going to recommend to you as a noob, uh, there's a book called The Rough Guide to Horror Movies. Now, this is not the most comprehensive or greatest reference book in the world, but uh, I'd recommend it to, you know, someone who, you know, is is a noob like yourself because it, first off, it covers the history of horror movies going back to like 1895 uh, and puts everything in kind of perspective. Uh, then you have a chapter entitled the canon, which is the 50, you know, must see horror movies, uh, going all the way back to stuff like Nosferatu and the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which I said, right this time, um, all the way through to, I think the late nineties, uh, throughout the book, you've got many biographies of, uh, some of the most, you know, the important figures in the genre, like Argento and Hitchcock and Tom Savini. And, uh, then there's a whole section on foreign horror movies, uh, that just pick about a dozen countries at random and talk about some of the movies from those countries. Like I said, it's not the most comprehensive guide in the world, but it's it's a great place to start because it does put everything in context for you. Well, I've got to get to fucking work, so I will talk at you fucking douchebags later. Uh, be cool, bitches. Hey, thanks for that, Steven. That's, you know, that's a great recommendation. And, uh, yeah, I'm never going to pre- pretend to be something that I'm not. And, yeah, although, you know, when you do the math, I've looked, I've seen 75 movies over the last six months specifically for the podcast, but I have been watching a ton on my own oh, yeah. otherwise. But, man, I am just loving it. But I'm going to go pick up that book. That sounds very informative and anything I can do to, to even don't, learn. Don't pick up that book. Oh, really? Do you have it? I ordered two copies today. Dude, you are the man. <laughs> yes. So that'll be twenty bucks. Okay, that's no, I'm, I'm no, just, I, no, that's fine. Honestly, I picked them up used for like five bucks. So that's cool. So it's not a big deal. But I picked up one for myself too. I mean, that's got to be some decent bathroom reading at least. That's right? right. Right now, I'm reading Java security patterns. How boring. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you haven't started Song of Ice and Fire. I have not. Damn it. That's all right. You know what? I completely forgot I had that. <laughs> <laughs> that is bad. You'll be hooked. But you know what's funny is that that is the side of Steven that uh, that you that you see on his show. Yeah. And you know the funny thing is that he mentioned this on his show too. But you know we we kind of go back and forth, um, you know, on the podcast and whatnot. But Steven and I will get into these these emailing back and forth just about regular stuff, and you know, and he's you know just a, just a 
I mean, he's, he's not a freak, everybody. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say, okay? Yeah, well, and you know what? I was listening to his show, and he was talking about Casablanca. Yeah. And he, oh, he, was, he was real reflective, reflective about it. I'm like, i got to go watch that. I've you, never seen that. You know what's funny? I've got to go watch that. I'm, I, I remember. I could tell you exactly where I was. I was getting... I was in the drive-thru for Chick-fil-A getting bring home dinner for everybody when he he said something like, if anybody out there hasn't seen it, we're in the F of you, baby. Yeah. Get, get the F. And I'm thinking, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. But then again, a lot, you know, what's funny is, um, by the way, I hope he wasn't talking about me with the with the uh, poser stuff. No. Because I, I pretend to, th- to, to know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, you're not pretending, pretend, right? No, I don't know. Maybe I am. But, uh. No, I get a lot of crap from a lot of people. Like Cole was telling me, I've never seen The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and I've never seen a couple other movies like that. In fact, uh, if it weren't for you, I probably would have never seen uh, Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. You know, I, the funny thing is, it's been so long since I've since I've watched anything for myself. Meaning, mm. I mean, I'll watch things with my wife, blah blah blah. But that's uh, that hasn't been horror. So I All mean, right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to branch out a little. But I don't really have time. Well, and that's the thing. It's <laughs> got to be something you want to do and have a good reason to do it. Well, but. and I actually I actually do want to. I picked up uh, one of his recommendations off the same show. Not Miniskirt Love, did you? No, no, no. It I'm was, not checking uh, that out. It was, <laughs> well, it was uh, True Romance. And I haven't, oh, watched, yeah! I haven't watched that, too. But that's I do have I, it. I got to see that. But I do I have it. That. Anyway, I can't, there was a movie that I'd seen that I knew that, I, that, I knew that uh, Stephen would be proud of me for. <laughs> but I don't remember what it was. But anyway, as usual, we end our feedback our voicemail feedback you know what that's we're getting to i mean that's going to be a long time do you think we should move it to the end of the show no anything you don't you think well i don't know i don't know how about how about we throw that out to the listeners we're going to keep it as it is because this is how i like to do it Mm -hmm. but i can but i mean if if you i know that uh most shows do their show first and then go into the feedback like this i like doing it this way. i like doing it this way because then we have stuff to talk about and can bring up during the movies as well instead of all right well you know what still shoot me an email or or go up to cadaverlab.com if uh if you have any suggestions or go to the forums there's a whole suggestion thread there but uh, put a poll up or something yeah yeah yeah, or or once i get that damn poll (laughs) engine running damn it Anyways, okay, so you know we're gonna go ahead and and take our first break. This song is, uh, like I said, it's by Kruger Dude on the uh, forums, aka Johnny Sanders. Here we go. Just come back 
to make this go away Cause I don't know myself It's fucking cold I felt Seems to linger on every day Is what I need to say I'm all out of faith And running backwards to you No more second chances I'm already wasted are back how did it feel to get so much attention I, I was i was over here thinking where's where's all the attention i feel stroked i feel stroked good. i mean it's it's good but is that because the phone calls or is that because your hands have been below the desk for the last <laughs> 20 minutes i'm not gonna comment on <laughs> all that. all right so this week's show is what's on sam's ipod besides buffy season three and four yeah really sweet <laughs> no dude that that you know one day one of these days we're gonna have to do a just a Buffy we will maybe a season by season thing I don't know oh, or that'd something be a long like that show well but... yeah, I don't know well yeah we'd have to bust through it but anyways let, let's get on to our show right. today um, we've got um, three movies that happened to be on Sam's iPod at the time they you know what's funny is we were gonna try to uh, put together you know a topic and we we're thinking you know we have some movies. Uh, such as we're going to do 13 Ghosts, and what was their shocker, and mm-hmm. then there was one other one. I can't remember what it was, but then, but then we're thinking, dude, let's do a Revenge from the Grave you know, show. But then, then I thought, there are so many better <laughs> movies that would fit to that category. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I, I want to save that for uh, a few maybe mm-hmm. movies that are a little bit more fitting. But for today, we have 13 Ghosts from 2000, directed by Stephen Beck, Steve Beck. Uh, it was written by Rob White and Benjamin Carr. The IMDb gave it a 5.0. Uh, the budget was $20 million. Starring Tony Shalhoub as Arthur Criticos and Beth Davids. I don't, I, you know, I've never known how to really say her last name, and she was in Army of Darkness and a bunch uh-huh. of stuff. And I love her in Army of Darkness. You know, I love her in this too, I guess. But uh, I still don't know how to say her name. Anyways, Kalina Ortezia, Matthew Lillard, or Shaggy, like Scoob. Sorry. <laughs> I, I do the shaggy. Maybe, I like maybe, it. Maybe we're going to add that to the drink. Yeah, you're, to yeah the, we're going to have to. You're going to be known as that here in no, a little bit. No, anyway, um, he played, uh, Matthew Lillard played Dennis Rafkin. Shannon Elizabeth, Miss Biggie Boobies herself, I'm cutting that out, played Kathy Criticos, and F. Marie Abraham played Cyrus Criticos. Synopsis. Arthur and his two children, Kathy and Bobby, inherit his uncle Cyrus's estate, a glass house that serves as a prison to 12 ghosts. When the family, accompanied by Bobby's nanny, Rod Digga, that was her name, and an attorney, enter the house, they find themselves trapped inside an evil machine designed by the devil and powered by the dead. To open the eye of hell, aided by Dennis, a ghost hunter, I almost read that, a goat hunter, and his rival, Kalina, a ghost rights activist, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, out to set ghosts free, the group must do what they can to get out of the house alive. And just so you know, this was a remake of William Castle's 1960 
film of the same name, which I thought was much better than this one. What'd you think? This was okay. I mean, it, it was it was all right for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out pretty interesting. You're thinking, right. what the hell is going on? Uh, you've got <laughs> Abraham Murray or Murray Abraham. <laughs> What? That's, what? Is that what that F stands for? Yeah, That's I thought I it was vagina. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. Sorry. I decided that I wanted the. I really want that red explicit thing right by our podcast, and so I'm I not putting it on. It. Come on, dude. I'm really itching. I'm really campaigning for it. You can tell. I've said it twice. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've got to stop. Gonna, I'm gonna beat both of those out. Do it. Do it. Because I've got to uh, Except stop. for I'm keeping all Stevens in. Yes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so F Murray Abraham yes, yes. Uh, is in this. But it starts out pretty good, and you know the story kind of goes along. There's some annoying dialogue here yes. and there, but uh, let me tell you what's missing from this this show. Because like I said, it's pretty good, decent action's pretty good. The ghosts were creepy, yeah. But you could have done so much more about with those ghosts. I mean, there was so much more you could have done with those ghosts. I you know I don't know if there were budgetary limitations or anything else. I mean it was a twenty million dollar movie, mm-hmm. so I mean I I mean I can imagine it it being that, but I don't know if it was that or not. My take on this film was, you're right. I thought the starting was good. The acting was a little cheesy. Not mm-hmm. really the acting itself, mm-hmm. but maybe but some of the dialogue that the writer just, did the lawyer split. Yeah, well you know that that was that was fun. I mean I mean that would but more just more of some of Matthew Lillard's kind of you know weird. His dialogue was just a little, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard well, I wrote to down that there was too, too many sanctimonious speeches. Yes. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't like the sanctimonious speeches. It's, it's, it goes back to that thing that just bugs me about movies, which mm-hmm. is if you have to explain a whole bunch about what's going on, right. you failed in writing the movie. Well, let's start, let's start with this. The story, I thought, was decent. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a guy who goes out and hunts different types of ghosts, in order to fulfill a prophecy where he well, he opens the door of hell. I, did, I guess yeah. I didn't catch. Well, why did he want to do that? Would he be granted be great ruler. power or yeah. something? Yeah. I don't know. Was that made clear? Kind of. I, mean, I think they mentioned it once. They just wanted to open it I mean, it was it made clear why he wanted to do it? I think they said that he would be the ruler or something. I, like I, I, I swear to you, I watched this, but I guess I can't really. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, but, I mean, but the story was, was good. Okay, so he had to have... You know, thirteen different kinds of ghosts, and there was there's a twist that was pretty cool. You know, and the ghosts were really creepy. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the uh, especially you know the jackal was creepy, the juggernaut was creepy, mm-hmm. and 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 the jackal and the juggernaut are uh, examples of kind of the the types of ghosts that they had to get. The fallen prince was one, and right. you know there, excuse me, there were a few others, and um, you know we follow Monk, who basically <laughs> sorry. Tony Shaloub, who, uh, who who just had a family tragedy. His his ho- his wife died in a house fire, and uh, you know they're broke. You know he's doing what he can to keep his family together. And most disturbingly, the son can't pronounce his R's or L's. That was <laughs> come on, horrible. yeah. You know that's one thing that the, the child actor was tough, a little bit tough for me. Yeah. But I think I've learned to kind of overlook that. In you know in a lot of horror movies because there are a lot of shitty kid actors in there, oh, yeah. but I mean for every shitty kid actor, no, I won't say for there's a good one, but I'll say for every five shitty kid actors, <laughs> there's one good one. But you know, but anyway, the story was good. the 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 special effects were good. I mean this this looked uh, this looked really good. There were a few deaths that just kicked oh yeah major balls. Yep. There was a uh, the the house was stunning. Like that set was awesome, mm-hmm. you know. It was is basically a giant machine, 
You know, I know that the big, the construction in the middle, the heart of the house, I guess, with all those things was special effects and stuff like that. But it looked really good until it, it was going to blow up. What? Spoiler. Yeah, don't but, tell uh, <laughs> But the ending, to me, kind of it deflated right there. Yeah. And it was, it was just kind of a contrived type of deal. And, I mean, I, I can't, to be honest with you, I can't remember how 13 Ghosts ends in the 1960 version. But I don't remember feeling ripped off by it. Hmm. By the by, the old one. But the, th- but the thing I hate to just bag on this movie because I will say that it is it to me it entertained me. Yep. For for most of the movie, you know, and there were a couple of twists. You're like, oh, how about that? Well, maybe one twist that you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know. But the thirteenth the thirteenth ghost ended up being Judas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it had red hair. It was actually <laughs> exactly, you know. If it weren't for the, how how the ending it was kind of weak. Other than that, I would I would have given this a much higher score. But since the end was there, you know, I'd have to put it down a little. Yeah, you know, it just ran out of gas. Like I it said, did. they they really set me up to do to follow along and really get into it. Like there was, I remember distinctly when the guy's like, "Oh my gosh, they released the jackal. Right. That's like the worst thing that could happen. Why? Right? What what is the? I don't understand why that box is on the ghost's head." Just, just doesn't bite you. It's well, been in a mental institution. Yeah, but tell me, tell me a little bit of backstory. Just a little bit about it. About a few. I don't need to see all of them. And and you know, for some of the ghosts, you just see them for a split second, and then they're gone. Right now, there's one that's a naked, buxom, chopped up girl B-b-b-buxom. with a mammary count of eighteen, which is all her. Yes, that you see all the time. Right. But then there's some other ones that could have been terrifying that you just didn't get to see very much. So, well, but this is one that I would. I'd turn it on and have it on in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't have to really pay that much attention once you've seen it. But and that, I mean, and that's all true. right. And that's true. Yeah, you're right about uh, a little bit of backstory. In fact, uh, some of the DVD extras actually go into that. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to admit, well, this came out fairly close after uh, the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Yes. Have you seen that one? Yep. And you know how they had all the the the... The faces that moved really fast right. and all the cut, the quick cuts and stuff like that. And I think it was, you know, almost trying to use some of that movie's steam mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it did to a point, you know. I but I honestly I I have not seen it in a long time, but I remember thinking that that House on Haunted Hill was really cool, mm-hmm. even though the end was stupid again. Right. But it but or something that happens at the end was really stupid. But still, I remember thinking that was cool. But uh, Jeffrey Combs played the doctor in that, by the way, and I love Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Dr. Herbert West. Oh, that's right. Somebody glug, just had a drink. Glug, glug. Did you do that on purpose? I'll yeah, kill you for setting me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. He's the guy who looks like my chiropractor. I knew him. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, which you never got a picture of. Oh, so I need to. We I have it. it saved. I just need to put it up. <laughs> okay. I went to his website and got it. It looks exactly <laughs> like him. I don't know. I, I would give this a rental. You know, I mean, just because... Part of me wants to kind of. Part of me is kind of a little upset about really how bad the ending was. Yeah. But the another part of me is thinking, you know what? It was a good ride. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was entertaining. And I I can't really find a whole lot of of uh, bad things about it except for you mentioned that there was maybe not enough backstory for some of the ghosts. The ghosts look good. The um and the funny thing is is I used to think that the like the the glasses thing was kind of dumb where yeah. they you know they can only see stuff with they uh, spectral stuff if they put on the glasses but that's from the old one too hmm. you know so I mean you had to kind of keep it in there then well I mean you don't you have need people to, but, to see them sometimes and not so there right. has to well, yeah be it definitely it definitely worked with the story but mm-hmm. I don't know I was I thought that was a little bit weird 
I, I'd give this. I, I would have given this a solid buy mm-hmm. if if the movie could have kept the steam going and, and really and finish I agree it with off. You. But yeah, I, I am one hundred percent on board with the red box. Um, even though I did pick this movie up for two bucks, but <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's it's one of those that I would put on every once in a while. So, and I thought, you know, the actors were fit the parts. I thought yeah, they absolutely. did good. You know, Matthew Lillard talked like I am Sam, Sean Penn, most of the movie. I, it I was obnoxious. A little bit, just kind of. I don't know, but the thing is, I know I've seen him in Scream and some other stuff. I can't remember if he just talks that whiny all the time. Or... I th- I think he talks kind of the same. I mean, that was him, but uh, you know, doing his impression of uh, scared or stressed out or okay. stuff. It's kind of the same thing. But this, he seemed a little extra irritating in this. Yeah, just kind of. But, and, but the thing, the problem is, is I mean, shoot me, but I like those uh, Scooby Doo's. Yeah, so, I have never seen one. You know, oh, they're they're one. really they're uh, they're. I mean, for a kid show to uh-huh. get away with watching that with the kids is probably cool. Huh. But I, you know, I kind of like those, especially since it's, I can watch it with the kids and whatnot. But you know, so I don't know. I like him in that, and I think that actually it didn't bug me that much yeah. that he was this bad in this because I liked him in that, and he was good in Scream. You know what other movie he was in that I really liked was Serial Mom. Oh uh, yeah, you've talked about. Oh that. I have my not gosh, seen that. that serial. You know, we're gonna have to do a show that. Uh, Encompasses female serial. Ser- ser- oh yeah, f- female killers. Female killers. Yeah. Because that movie was one of the funniest shows that, that I've ever seen. I love serial mom. Anyway, cool. Well, so I mentioned the memory count was eighteen on that, mm-hmm. um, and almost got a Shannon Elizabeth sighting, but not I quite. saw well we slow motion. Saw it it. all, but we did not see the nipple. That's right. And that is, and we had to look up at the umpire, and he gave us the wave. No, off. it was safe. So yes. not did not count in that. Uh, what did I learn? Being accused of wearing an orange jumpsuit is offensive. So Matthew Lillard came in and wore an orange jumpsuit, and then he came walking out, and he didn't have it on, and Shannon Elizabeth goes, what? where's your orange jumpsuit? And Tony Shalhoub jumped her shit and said, don't you go there. I'm like, what the? F-? Well, dude, it's not that big of a deal, seriously. So that's some of the dialogue that we were talking right. about. Uh, I I never saw ghosts in Metal Shop. So, uh, <laughs> And... Uh, Matthew Lillard is Obi Wan Kenobi. At the end there, when he just showed up and he's cleaning his glasses for an hour. Oh right, yeah. He's like, "There's more stuff you have to do. Use the force." <laughs> you know, he he's more of the of the. Uh, oh damn it! If I could remember that jackass's name that played Darth Vader there for the and, uh, what's his dork <laughs> dickhead? Dang it, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah, uh, he's more like the Hayden Christensen of uh, people who have the force. Well, he was just standing there against the wall cleaning his glasses, no. and I'm like, this is the part where he makes everybody want to do him because he's so suave. Right. I didn't want to do him. What? Yeah, I did. You're the biggest slut I know. I know, and I so want to do him. <laughs> that's wild. So yeah, I guess definite definite red box from yeah. both of us. You know, it's there. Uh, there would have been a time I think I would have given this a buy mm-hmm. because, especially, I don't know. I was really I when that when that when that House on Haunted Hill came out, I was really into that one. I that really was a good show. I liked that show, mm-hmm. and and this came out right after it, and I was kind of still it was still kind of riding the coattails of that for me at least. And, you know um, what? That gives me an idea for another show. What? We have to do movies that start with, that have the word hill in it. We can do Hills Have Eyes, Silent The House on a Hill, and Silent Hill. Or Hamburger Hill. Yeah, bitches! <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I have a six degrees. <laughs> Why don't we get to that? All right. So, uh, Murray Abraham was, uh, or <laughs> Abraham Murray, out. whatever, <laughs> was in uh, The Muppets from Space with Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> you had to. You had to go through Listen. Muppets from Space for Ray Liotta? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That's probably his finest work. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, he was great in that. Oh, and then funny. he was in Unlawful Entry with Madeline Stowe, who was in Twelve Monkeys with Brad Pitt, who was in Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney, who was in Intolerable Cruelty with Bruce Campbell. Not I couldn't think of a t- uh, Intolerable. He was cruelty? a soap opera actor. We've gone through that before. Oh, he just, he did I get pissed before opera. that he was in that movie? No, no, you just but you're like, well, why is he in that movie? I but have not seen it. We a, had somebody call in and say that he was actually a soap opera actor. That show is irritating. Oh, you know what? He's on the TV in the back. Listen, now that we're up to 25, it's hard for me to remember old shows. Oh, I know, I know. Can you believe we're at to 25? No. By the way, quarter century. Who who would have known we'd have made it? Well, once not we, Paul. Yeah, I was going to say once we uh, shaved off the fat. You know what, you guys? For those who know, up to what episode seven we had a couple of what was it yeah. seven? Uh, Jeff was in two episodes uh-huh. up through six, and then uh, we actually have Paul one through five. Oh, and okay. then six. He was sick. Six, it was just seven. Yeah. We had technical issues, and so he was. Uh, <laughs> so we, aka, had to re-record without annoying shit. And then uh, I kill you for that. And and then we uh, and then we've been solo ever since. You know, you know what's funny is that is a lesson on kind of be where you're supposed to be, because there was like one episode where it was just sand, and it was a coincidence. And then we're like, it was the best one that we had done. You know, and the thing is, we're like, okay, we have too much man love for each other yeah. to allow anybody to get in our That's right. get in the way. Listen, if we had more people, we couldn't record naked. <laughs> I wonder. I, I was one. You know, I've always wondered a, 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 a menage a quoi. Tra. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. So, is there anything else you want to say about that? Not or? just. Uh, just. I think we hit it pretty good. Yeah. By the way, I. Just make sure you beep those out. Yeah, I will. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was hoping a little from a little more from uh, Shannon Elizabeth. I, I mean, I don't mean like boobies or anything, but she kind of, anyway, I, I kind of like her. You know? you know what was funny, though? Uh, and uh, go and go back and watch this if you watch, because I got annoyed right at the very beginning. Yeah. They showed Shannon Elizabeth outside chasing a little kid around, uh-huh. and there's some banter going back and forth that's, that's underneath the music. Yeah. And she goes, you're the best little brother. Yeah. I heard it like, like, like over and over. Who says that shit? It's like, we get it. You used to be a happy family. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, yeah. I don't want to bag on it. All right. Here's another song from Johnny Sanders. Love you, Johnny. I made a bet with myself last week that I couldn't hold my breath until the day I died. Later on that night, I tried to box the winds. Strongest fight is with myself. Everybody tried to be some help. I'm seeing double of everything, and I'm talking back to voices that no one hears. When the night time falls, the space men are feeding off my fears. The strongest fight.
And we are back. What? <laughs> what? I've got some funny shit for this movie. Oh, I thought you were laughing because I said, and we are back. No. Like, it's like two seconds just, after I we looked, just took a pause. I went down about something that I learned. <laughs> oh, great. So the next film that we are going to go over in that Sam happened to have on his iPod while he was on a business trip is Candyman from 1992. Now, people may be wondering why I have these movies on my iPod. Why? Let me just mention, I found this awesome discount store that I think is going out of business, which pisses me off. Buku? Yeah. Really? But, well, uh, you know have, what? Let's make a trip up there one of these weekends. Yeah, because they said they're going to sell their inventory through February and then something or other. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, we need to get up there. But um, So I found all these movies on discount, and so I've just been buying like crazy. It's funny. I bought a 520 uh, thing to hold all my right. DVDs. Uh-huh. I, have, I probably have now almost 100 discs. Really? Now, some of those are the 50. No, I have more than that. Well, the 50 horror clots and right, stuff right. like that that I've got. But other movies, I've probably bought about 50 uh, just movies. Well, and not to mention, you have free reign to the Cadaver Lab podcast. Well, I know, but I wanted to buy some for well, the extras. No, well, but yeah, you're well, right. Well, no, what I'm saying is... So, yeah, no, it's, it's so it's been good. But anyway, so Candyman, I, I got this one, Special Edition. 13 Ghosts was one that I got. And then yep. The Ring, which we're going to do as the third movie. All those just came. And so I've been using Cuckoo Soft software mm-hmm. to convert my DVDs to iPod. And so I just take a whole bunch on my trip. That's awesome. So I have a bunch on there still, but this was ones. These are ones that I kind of wanted to watch. You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to take a, a lesson from you. And my wife never uses her iPod, so yeah. I, think, I think I'm going to clean it out and just put horror movies. Oh, on. it's awesome! I go to bed <laughs> and like you put it right in front of your face. I mean, it's not like you're. But don't you oh, have to hold it small. up with your hand, with your arm? Is because I've tried before and it, I like have to like set it so it's like well, leaning I, against something. Yeah, you, well, I can do that if I lay sideways and then I kind of fall asleep. But I just rest it like this. And just I have big it. enough boobs that that it kind of lifts it up a little bit, so it's cool. I mean, it <laughs> do, works do you out. have one of those iHome bras? So you just <laughs> <laughs> right there. sorry. That somebody needs to make that up. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, uh, nobody take that else anywhere. No. Copyrighted Cadaver yeah, Lab. We just said a TM TM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into Candyman. Uh, directed by Bernard Rose, written by the short story. Was it a short story? It was written by Clive Barker. And uh, screenplay was written by Bernard Rose. Uh, IMDb, gave, <clears throat> IMDb gave it a 6.4. Uh, the production budget was eight million, and the gross was twenty five point eight million. So not bad, pretty decent return, I guess. Uh, starring Virginia Madsen is Helen Lyle, Tony Todd is Candyman, uh, and he played uh, Daniel Robitaille. Xander Berkeley is Trevor Lyle, and Casey Lemons as Bernadette Walsh. And here's the synopsis, which I didn't read before. <laughs> I didn't have enough time. Shocking. Helen Lyle is writing a paper on urgent legends, urban. Did I say virgin legends? I think so. When she hears about the Candyman, who was once an ex-slave turned artist named Daniel Robitaille, who had an affair with his client's daughter. Robitaille's right hand was sawn off. He was covered in honey. I assume this is related to falling in love with his uh, client's daughter. He wasn't covered in honey. They cover him in honey. Anyway, let me, let me finish that, then let's talk about this. Were you starting a joke? No, uh, okay. no, no, no. I just—I I never know, know. If you say if oh. you say something kind of dumb, <laughs> I'll think. Are you saying uh, that's dumb? No, no, I'm, just no I'm just saying. I said it was kind of dumb. Anyway, Robitaille's right hand was sawn off, and he was covered in honey and stung to death by bees. If anyone says the word Candyman five times in a mirror, he'll appear behind that person, a bloody hook as a replacement for his with with a bloody hook as a replacement, and kill them. 
A series of unsolved murders is happening in the Cabrini Green projects, and Helen doesn't believe it. Helen doesn't believe what? She doesn't believe that it's Candyman? I guess everyone's blaming it's Candyman. Until she meets a man with a hook for a hand. Now he's begun to murder her friends, and no one believes her. Can Helen clear her name and stop the Candyman from killing anyone else? That was kind of a stupid ass. I don't know. No plug for it. <laughs> well, I... Well, I thought I thought that he just I didn't hear anything about honey. I knew that the bees killed him, but I didn't know that he had honey on him. Yeah, but anyways, put, that's put, you know moot point. Who cares? It's big. It is a big part because of because that's why the bees got on him. Oh, I know. I had the special, uh, the special non honey edition. edition, and so they they did not say honey. The edition for diabetics. That's right. Yes. I love it. Um, now, this was a good show. Yeah. I thought this was a good show. Um, the the uh, mood was set very well. I, I really like the organ music. I mean, that, that was you know what? really that, good. That is the one thing I was going to mention. This this film um, was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, you know, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a, but the, the soundtrack to this film mm-hmm. boosted it so much right. because it is a haunting, completely haunting soundtrack. And it, it was just fit so mm-hmm. well they did such a great job with that in fact i would say if i had to pick one thing from this movie that was that my favorite aspect of the movie it would by far be the sound the, me too, the soundtrack me too, me too. The, uh, absolutely yeah the score i guess mm-hmm. is what it was i loved that i i really liked the the mythos behind mm-hmm. how they got into Candyman. right you know you've got these teachers that are exploring urban legends uh-huh. they're, they're trying to write and get published on it and so they come up they come upon one can i ask you something yeah what kind of lame ass college degree are you gonna get? Become a PhD by writing something on urban legends? Uh, I don't know. It's just a joke. No, it's not oh, a joke. I thought you were gonna make fun of my degree, you bastard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours is only kind of worthless. Mine, oh. mine on the. I'm just teasing I know, you, I dumb know. shit. <laughs> Man, we are abusive to each other. You tonight. know what? We're gonna hug we'll and make up we'll for spoon. it. Yeah, it's sick. Good. <laughs> You know what? I'm really glad that we're going to spoon because I've I've really perfected my unclipping of the iHome bra. <laughs> so it's going to be really easy access for me. I thought you were going to tell me that we can spoon, but you're more of a uh, Swiss Army knife, so you've got other attachments. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to cut that out. Yeah. That is, you've got to edit that. that Listen, is. that's why that's why that's that's why Moz gave us that uh, uh, that little don't talk about <laughs> vagina stuff. <laughs> Because it just slips out. Anyways, all right, back to it. But anyways, yeah, so the mythos, okay, we were talking about that, yeah. So you've got these people that are writing a PhD, and so it just graduated. It's not like they had to fit in at the You know, by the way, I'm going to cut that out because I hope I didn't offend anybody. I was just being stupid. I know. I mean, no, 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 I'm not going to cut it out, but I I will just let everyone know that I realize that there's all sorts of other... Hey, your wife went for an art history history degree. She did. Yeah. And I I make fun of her all the time. Oh, you do, huh? (laughs) My wife has a, a shopping and family economics. Is that is that a I joke? I mean, consumer studies oh, and family oh, oh, economics. Oh, right, right, right. My brother says it's a shopping degree. Anyway. How funny. No, but uh, they didn't have to force anything in this movie. No. It just kind of gradually happened, which which I was I liked that. It just kind of rolled into the story. Things got progressively worse for mm-hmm. a lot of people in the movie. Right. There was there was some good violence at the right times. Yep. Um, I, I just thought it was it was well done that way. You know, and I have to say one thing, too. That uh, horror movies, when they happen, for instance, and, and this is one of the things I liked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when the environment is just so welcome, it just welcomes horror mm-hmm. so well, like that house and like the greasy Texas landscape and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that the that the projects, the Cabrini Green projects, did that same thing for me because yeah. it's like, okay, you have this big project uh, building that has that is just, I mean, over time, it's just it, it, it's worn out, and and you know the the government has no money and time to fix it, so these people are basically living, you know, just just above squalor. I mm-hmm. mean, they're definitely a lot of them are impoverished, you know, and. Uh, some of my favorite scenes of this movie were scenes that took place in this in like deserted uh <clears throat> excuse me deserted apartments is part of that that overall structure and you know there there's one where since Candyman is uh it's just big i mean the the lay happened around there the legend is big in fact there's even uh, a gangster who calls himself the Candyman because right. it, he figures that that will you know, make him a little scarier to people. I assume that's what it is. But anyway, so you've got um, graffiti all over the inside of this thing. It looks scary to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when the two ladies for their for their class go in there, they're I mean, they're a little on edge because you've got the the drug dealers at the you know at the at the base of the building, and they're just kind. Of, I mean, they're calling out, "Hey, you know, they're the watch out or whatever." You know, and they're heckling them, and they're you know just kind of you know it. it it set them on edge in the first place. I mean, uh, let alone that there's a creepy story going on or anything like that. That situation is already tense. And I think that that's, you know, and that's one thing that I really like about, I mean, I'm not saying it has to have that. I mean, because I mean, we talk Friday the 13th. I mean, there's nothing tense about a freaking, right. you know, camp, you know, right. it's, it's, it basically all the, the tension and the scares, <clears throat> excuse me, come from different aspects of, of the surroundings there. The surroundings are scary already. Yeah. Yep. And that plus the plus the dang soundtrack. I mm-hmm. can't talk enough about that soundtrack. Yeah, I thought it was so good. It was it was just well done. A good movie. Um you know, the the storyline was good, people dying. I just I, I thought it was good. I, it's not a bone saw. No. It's not a bone saw, but I would give this a buy. You know, the, and, and one other thing is Tony Todd. I really like Tony Todd. <laughs> Me too. He I mean he I mean obviously we all know Tony Todd as uh you being a a veteran of the oh, yeah. of the genre, and uh, you know so he's been all sorts of stuff. So it's really cool to see him in this. Um, it's also, he, I mean, he's they. There was a few parts that I thought was kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of weird. Like, be my victim. Yeah, I thought that was. I don't know, but I but I assume that that's in the book. I've never read it, but I assume that's what um, Clive Barker had in mind. And let, let's put it this way: a lot of the things that Clive Barker writes are hard to translate to screen. That's right. I mean, remember in Hellraiser when he wrote the whole part about uh, Frank? When, yeah. When Frank was going through the thing. They basically didn't put that in the movie. Well, yeah, you can't act Because how are you going to do that? You have to get in without someone's being, mind. Yeah, without being yeah. really cheesy and, and it coming out really stupid. Right. I actually think Hellraiser, uh, those guys did a great job in leaving that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is the same type of of a of a... A situation where be my victim. Well, I think he was hypnotic, and I th- and yeah. you can't really get into no, that. It, in the he movie. definitely was, and that so that's probably where that's coming from. But well, and we also know. I mean, there was a couple of times that uh, oh, what's her name Helen was. Uh, he was talking to her. No, I gotta go. You yeah. know, and she completely hypnotized by this guy. You know. Yep. I, I like the show. Yep. I, I thought it was a decent show. So I give it a buy. I give it a buy too. Um, I also give the soundtrack a buy or the score yep. a buy. I I mean. Really, you know, and the funny thing is, is we've been talking. Well, I've been talking uh, with a guy that uh, is is going to help us put out a soundtrack episode 
or in a score episode and you know that that's going to take a little bit more time i think to prepare for mm-hmm. but in a, something that i haven't had a lot of lately and i mean neither of us have that but uh, i think that we need to get into this as being one of the you know in the, in the th- i don't know i think this if this had a different soundtrack i would probably drop it from a buy down to uh, a mid red box just yeah. i mean i the, yeah. the soundtrack did so much to enhance the creepiness yeah. of this that I, I don't know that's that's probably they ought to do more of. organ music in movies cuz it really you know, it was haunting. It was good. You know, and it was the kind of music that you hear in the beginning, like during the credits, mm-hmm. and it and it got me all creeped out, and excited for mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and what a way to what a way to grab the 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 audience, you know, and, and make them interested in, in right. what's going on. Right. I mean, and that's that's all I'm saying. No, that's good. I uh, the memory count was two and a half, <clears throat> so that was good. Um, so what did I learn from this movie? Oh, oh, Sam's been waiting for this. <laughs> Virginia Madsen needs a new haircut. Why do you say that? She that haircut was just ugly. And one of the funniest parts of the movie is at the end when she gets burned. Yeah, not to give anything away. How funny! That's but she comes out and her hair like she's missing pieces. Looks like uh, Anakin Skywalker in Darth Vader <laughs> yeah. in Part Three. But her eyebrows are perfectly shaped. I did not notice. Oh, that. it's awesome! You got to watch that. <laughs> uh, that was not spray paint on the bathroom walls in those projects. That was definitely shit. And and when I was reading about the trivia, they actually paid people to come in and shit and wipe it on the walls, which... <laughs> no, they did Yeah. No, no they, go look. No way. <laughs> All right, they didn't. <laughs> All right. Now, this, was real, this next one was really interesting. The getting hit in the head with the hook makes a ball sack grow on your eye. Did you see that? <laughs> that... Shocked me! I did not know that could happen. That was horrible. And the thing is, is it must have been like right below the yeah. because it that ball set came oh, right oh, yeah. out of there. And, and luckily, <laughs> the brain was not that big because she could put sunglasses over it. Yes. But wow, I am staying away from hooks by my oh, eye. Yes. The last thing I, you know, have you all, have you, you know, you have kids, the bottles, those nipples. Yeah, I've always wondered where they get the shape for that. <laughs> So what are the shape of bottle nips? But they're shaped, uh, the mold is right out of Virginia Madsen's breast. Damn it. <laughs> so now I've got a six degrees. Oh. Tony Todd was in Hatchet with uh, yes. Robert England, who was in Wishmaster with Reggie Bannister, who was in Bubba Hotep with Bruce Campbell. Yep. Wow, that was a good one. Yep. All genre flicks. Really? Well, what, what did you say? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. all. Is Bubba Hotep a horror movie? I've never Have seen that seen, one. Have you seen Oh, no. my gosh, that's a great movie. Is it? Okay, i got to check it out. With yeah. Elvis, I guess it's Elvis. And well, that. with Bruce Campbell playing Elvis, and basically what the plot is, is uh, there's a mummy on the loose, and these two old guys are the only ones that believe it and try to destroy it. Oh, cool. It's really cool. I'll have to check it out. Anyways, uh, we are going to put you in a body bag with yeah. Johnny. No, sorry. I'm cutting that stupid. <laughs> I need some alcohol, maybe a warm place to sleep to pacify the constant thought of you.
Film of the evening. Ringu. Ringu. Did you watch the Japanese version? Wasn't I supposed to? Just kidding, no. I watched The Ring. That's okay. I could talk both. I've never seen it. And uh, I'm not a poser. Okay. I'm not trying to be a poser. Right, Steven? Right? Huh? Yeah. That's right. Uh, the Ring came out in 2002, directed by Gore Verbinski. Uh, it was written by Koji Suzuki, and the no- it was that was who the novel was written by. And uh, the screenplay was by Aaron Kruger. E-H-R-E-N. Is that Aaron? How do you spell it? E-H-R-E-N. Yep, that's Aaron. Okay. IMDb gave it a 7.2. Uh, production budget was $48 million and the gross, uh, excuse me, the gross was almost $250 million. Wow. Yeah, it was starring Naomi Watts Rachel as Rachel Keller. Martin Henderson as Noah Clay. David Dorfman as Aiden Keller. Brian Cox is Richard Morgan, Davia Chase as Samara Morgan, and Shannon Cochran is Anna Morgan. Synopsis. Rachel Keller is a journalist who decides to go undercover on the mysterious death of her niece and her three friends who seemed to have all died the same day at the same time at 10 p.m. After being told that her niece was found in a closet with a horrifying look on her face, she searches through her room and finds some pictures, pictures of a cabin where her niece and her friends had stayed a week before the deaths. Rachel finds the cabin and finds an unknown video there. She decides to watch it there and now has only a limited time to live. She and her divorced husband, Noah, do we know if they were even ever married? No, we just know that he was the father of her child. She you said know, that you while dumb she was son crying. of a bitch person. You know what? Put God, we should thing. read those before. No, just Shut up. <laughs> Making assumptions about divorce anyway. Noah, they research about the video and find facts about Anna Morgan and her daughter, Samara Morgan. The maker of this video. Well, did she really make the video, or did it just kind of become? Well, it was. I think it was a haunted type of thing. So exactly. She did so make I don't. It. I don't. But she didn't like produce it and go all. Yeah, on I, don't, TV. I don't think she like pulled up her her, her computer and put it all together or no. whatever like that. No. Anyways, uh, with only a week left, Rachel and Noah discover the unknown secrets of the life of Samara Morgan, and hopefully for them, a way to break this curse. And uh, we need to go a little bit more into the synopsis before you know because this was kind of shitty. But uh, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, based on Ringu, 1998, Hide- Hideo Nataka uh, directed and uh, was written by Hiroshi Takahashi. One thing I want to say uh, is... Don't those guys make Nintendo games? They, they do. They, okay. they, they're all, yeah, you just, I mean, they're always on the credits. Yeah, I see those movies. names every time. Anyways. After watching this again, I have to say that this is how a PG-13 horror movie is done. Yep. There was no, there was none of the contrived bullshit yep. that we've gotten recently from the haunting of Molly Hartley, from the uninvited, from the unborn, which neither of which I've seen, but I've only read about. I so saw may, the some, uninvited. So maybe I'm a poser. No, the uninvited though. But it's, see, I watched that and and watching that and then going back because then I started wondering, well, was I spoiled? Because it's the first right. Japanese remake that I watched, and that's why I thought it was so good. But then I watched it. I'm like, this was this was perfectly no, done. I agree with you, and you're right. I mean, this is probably one of the first large scale 
Japanese re- or Asian remake. I think it was. Well, yeah, it has. I think it is the first. Well, I, I I can't say that for sure, but I will say that it, it was one of the very. And, and I remember thinking, I mean, cause I remember that was the first time I really thought, you know, that's weird. You know, why we're gonna start remaking? I remember because uh, in two thousand two, it was only four years earlier mm-hmm. that uh, the ninety eight version, the Ringu, came out. And I'm like, we're we're remaking a movie that's only four years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it, but I've actually seen both ver- uh, both Ringu and the and the Ring, and I mean Ring the Ringu was good, mm-hmm. but I think I actually think they did a better job in right? the Ring. I agree. I mean, I do, I've not I do seen Ringu, that, so I don't know. You know, it's the same storyline and whatnot, but it just just the mood, like the green hues and tones of the of the film itself and the grays and mm-hmm. the darks and it's always raining stuff like that. What was just a little it was it was just enough to kind of make it just a little bit creepier. Plus mm-hmm. the video was a little bit better too. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about this? Well, you've like they said, she kind of stumbled into this uh, this thing. She she realizes that everybody's died at ten o'clock at night. She hears from some teenage friends that they'd watch his video, and so she goes looking for it. Um, finds the video and watches it, and then gets the phone call that she's going to die seven days. Right. Or you have seven days. Uh-huh. Um, ends up showing it to a couple of people. Her son ends up watching it. The, the rest of the movie, they kind of count down the different days of mm-hmm. what she's doing. She figures out that she needs to she needs to figure out what the story is on this Anna Morgan. The nice thing about it is that they don't give everything away. No. So I'm following this, thinking, well, yeah, they got to find that Anna Morgan. She committed suicide, or blah blah blah. So you think they're on the right track. Uh-huh. So the rest of it is her journey through finding what happened with that family. Um, ends up meeting the the dad of the family, um, who is Stryker from X Men, <laughs> and uh, he's got some deep dark secrets and different things like that. And and uh, so you get little pieces of the story throughout about Samara's troubled past, how she's in with a uh, in a mental institution and she doesn't think her father loves her, and which all kind of goes to the climax of where do you think this thing goes and ends and it's dramatic and it's it's creepy as hell, but then it just gets even more creepier. Listen, I was in the I was in the movie theater. I, I went to the movie theater when this came out. And uh, I, and this is going to be a spoiler, but you probably just spoiled it anyways. But this is going to be a more specific spoiling awesome. of the same part Sam just brought up. Anyway, so we're sitting there, and, and you know they 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 solve the mystery. Basically, they solve the mystery. They find out that uh, it was actually Samara's mom who basically. Well, let's step. Let's let's take one step back. Uh, everything was going fine for this family, and you know they were prize-winning horse breeders and they they had so much going for them that they decided that you know what it was it, they needed they, they wanted to share their life with a child so they go and they actually uh it's kind of muddy and, and mysterious where they find samara from mm-hmm. where uh, exactly the details of her um adoption you know whether uh, you, know, you can only make assumptions because they don't really go into that anyway um basically they find out they bring the, they bring this little girl home you know ready to Welcome her as part of the family, but then all hell starts breaking loose. Mm-hmm. Um, all the horses start dying. Uh, you know, all sorts of other b- BS starts happening. Uh, the mom starts having mental problems and all sorts of other stuff. So we find out eventually. You know, I'm sure everybody's seen this. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't know. I if not stop it. Yeah. Because you know, blah, blah, if blah. you because if this gets wait till we play another song because this this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. It and it you I just you do not want it to be ruined if you haven't seen it. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we find out that uh, the mom finds out. Listen, it's this girl. She has she has put a curse on us, 
And before she jumped off the ledge and committed suicide, she killed Samara. Yep. She, uh, what she do? She put a plastic bag over her head and threw her down a well. Mm-hmm. That's when all of the... But all, she didn't actually die. She didn't die for... Seven days. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, magically, she magically, not, not without computer effects, like we said, this video shows up basically as a very cryptic... Puzzle. Puzzle. Exactly. And, you know, in... in and what's her name is is I can't remember her name. What's her uh, name? It's uh, oh shit. It's uh, Naomi Watt. Rachel Keller uh, is is I guess charged with trying to find out. She she's a reporter and she was she's going you know and she's after a story in the beginning, but it turns into she's starting to believe in all the magic and all the and all the uh, the legends that she has seven days to live. So mm-hmm. she's going to try to save and whatever. But anyways, I'm sitting in the theater watching this. Uh, Rachel finally solves the mystery, and it's like, oh, you know, good. She, she's, you know, we're thinking she is going to live. Uh, she, she finds the well. She finds Samara's body. You know, and in a lot of other horror movies, that's all the ghost wants. One of the best scenes, though, in the whole movie is when you know, you know, right there, they they kind of almost act like it is the it's the end. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, this movie was an hour fifty five. I think it, it was yeah, right it around is, hour there. 55. So, so basically, you're you know at about an hour thirty, you're thinking it, it's going to wrap up, and you're thinking, oh, sweet, you know that's a that's a feature length, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, so she goes home, she goes back and visits her, or not visits, but she goes home and there's her son, and her son's been involved, you know. The son's like Sam said, the son has seen the the videotape. Well, the best scene in the movie, in my opinion, oh, the, well, I mean, there were some great death scenes and, and stuff like that. Not really death scenes. I, I don't know. What do you call them? Yeah, death scenes. Well, yeah, the people are dead, but the looks on their face. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. It's Crazy. kind of like when Peter Griffin watched a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Her son is laying. She crept into bed with him, and, you know, they're talking, and, it, you know, you know, it's just kind of a light, light scene, and all of a sudden, Rachel says, yeah, we set her free. We let her out of the dark place. The son looks up and goes, you did what? <laughs> Right then, I swear to you, my my gut right then just just shouted out with joy at how cool that is. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the movie theater, I a big grin crossed my face. I'm like, that kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, and then the rest of the movie plays out, which is really cool. And it, it's actually pretty cool about um, uh, you know how the story goes and whatever. And you know why it's called the Ring? Because of the uh, shape of the well when she was looking up at the well. You know a lot, and so we're still in spoiler mode. But, uh, but that that is what a lot of people have been led to believe. In fact, it's uh, well the, the original writer. This is what they think. Basically, and, and I read this. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I, I just make sure, want to make sure that Stephen doesn't think I'm a poser. So I did read this, and what, I'm just teasing. But basically, what it that the the ring is in reference to the fact that uh, once you start it, it has to go around in circles, or else somebody's going to die. You get the thing. The only way that you can get out of it is make a copy. And then make someone else watch it. Oh. And so it's kind of like the circle thing goes there that it continues hmm. to, to go around. But anyways, this, in my opinion, is a bone saw. Yeah, this, uh, this definitely gets a bone saw. And, the, you know, I'm only going to recommend this one because the second one blew. I hate Yeah, I didn't like the second crappy. one at all. Um, the sun looked like liver lips from Star Wars. Do you, you know what's guy I'm talking about? <gasps> we need to stop it right now, and I want you to look that up <laughs> okay. right now. We had no luck coming up with liver lips, Sam. People may know who I'm talking about. He's flying with General Akbar, the fish-looking guy in Return of the Jedi. So if you go back and watch that movie, um, you'll see a guy that looks just like this kid. Anyway. 
Anyway, so let's see. Do we miss anything about the sh- the the film? I don't think so. The misdirection was good. There was even some subliminal messages in here. Um, there was even some music that sounded like Suspiria. There was when she was heading to the island. I, I like, yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. You know, I thought that I'm like thinking. I thought I was thinking. I actually thought more specifically goblins. Yeah, I wonder if goblins had something to do with this. Yep, it was good. Um, so. We gave a bone size. What did I learn? Leave other people's animals alone. Yeah. She ended up Don't mess with a horse. horse on a barge. And then the other thing I learned was that there was the most elaborate suicide scene I've ever seen. Like, it took that guy yeah. hours to wire it up just to drop himself into the Listen, water. if you're going to do it, you've got to put some, some uh, freaking planning and time into it because you don't want to be one of those half a make it, you know, and then <laughs> injure yourself for the rest of your life. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that would be that's embarrassing if you can't even get that right. Right. <laughs> We're so damn sensitive, I know, we are you know. Sensitive. Um, I have a six degrees. Naomi Watts is in twenty one grams with Sean Penn. Who's Talk in- about bottle nipples. It was twenty one grams with uh, that girl, Naomi Watts. She had some bottle nipples. Did they show them in that? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Huh. That's, I don't know. And then uh, Sean Penn was in the interpreter with Nicole Kidman. Who got her ass kissed by uh, somebody in uh, you hate that the so cold bad. mountain? But I'm not even going to go through that. I just was reminded of that Nicole Kidman uh, was in the hours with Meryl Streep, who was in the Aunt Polly with Bruce Campbell. Awesome. Uh, by the way, have you seen? Have you seen My Name Is Bruce? No, I, I just haven't. I just watched it again, and it's it's funny the second time. Too. I need to watch. I'll it. tell you what, I've been watching a lot of Burn Notice with with him in it, mm-hmm. and he's he's with that guy that was in uh, Blair Witch Project too. It's, it's a pretty good show. I, I I've liked it, but he's, every spare minute, he's I, so funny in that. I've been watching Buffy. Oh yeah, I'm almost done with season three. Faith just uh, was they they got Angel, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> she pretended to, or they acted like he got turned bad again. Oh right, and then they found out that Faith was doing something. Right, doing what? Anybody she can. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you should. You should. It was really disturbing to see Sam wag his head like he just did when like he said it. that. Oh, anyway, wanna. I want to thank everybody for giving us so much support. Uh, Podcast Alley, you know, we, we've gotten quite a few votes. We do appreciate it. For We've actually gotten a few iTunes reviews, new ones, and we, that, you know, that's awesome. It's really, you know, it gives us a little bit of a buzz. At least it gives me one a little bit. I don't know. People like it. I think that's cool. Yeah, it makes me feel like when I put my phone on vibrate and hold it next to my wiener. <laughs> it gives me the same just good feelings. <laughs> Oh, and Mike is going to now distance himself from comments that Sam made. Exactly. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, unless there's anything else, I'm just going to put in a death scene. Hey, ass monkey, eat this. And as usual, we will finish off with the regular business. Please visit cadaverlab.com. Join up on the forums. I'm starting to get better at uh, approving accounts quicker. You know, I, I made myself a little Google Calendar. Texts me once a day to go check that out. Uh, cadaverlab.com. If you have anything to say, feedback at cadaverlab.com. We got a lot of voicemails. Keep them coming. 
It's awesome. Twitter me, baby. Twitter oh, me. Oh my gosh, Twitter. I have a. That is such a time sucker. Yeah. Our voicemail is 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. Yeah, Twitter's kind of become. I get a lot of shit about it at work because you, oh, know, really? you know I've been I've been kind of I. I don't really. I haven't really understood the whole social. Stuff yeah, you're not on internet. Facebook still. No, well, I, yeah. I don't. I don't really understand it, but I think if it's anything like Twitter, it's probably pretty cool. It's just more elaborate. Uh, like you get on there on Facebook, mm-hmm. and you you say what you're doing right there. You can just type it in. Well, and you know, and I I didn't understand Twitter in the beginning either. And if it wasn't for Steven, I probably wouldn't be on there. But uh, I like Twitter better just because it's quick, dirty. Uh, quick and Easy. dirty, and. Uh, I don't know, I thought people would think that I'm uh, a, a egomaniac, thinking that people care what I'm doing. Like today, I was like taking taking my third dump of the day after I had Chinese buffet. <laughs> I saw that. And then I'm, I'm catching a train to get on a plane to go record episode 25. People commented on that. Planes, trains, and recordables? That was my peers. <laughs> that's Good awesome. Stuff. Anyway. Uh, all right, well, so I guess that's it for the Cadaver Lab. We will see you later. Later.